0: Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica.
1: Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hey, Monica.
0: You are listening to Dear Progressor, a monthly episode full of notes from your fellow progressors of the About Progress community. It is my favorite episode of the month, which you well know if you've been listening to any of these Dear Progressor episodes. And I hear from you all the time that this is your favorite episode each month as well. I hope you all know who are listening that these messages that we get from our listeners matter so much and how much we are all being impacted um, by your voice on this show. So don't hesitate. If you think about sending in a voice memo, don't hesitate and do it because we have so much to learn from you. That's my little soapbox. Um, before we dive into learning from our fellow progressors, I like to do a few things first. Um, I want to first share a recent review, and each month I share a review as well as give this person a lovely um, thank you gift. Um, so if you hear this review and it's yours, make sure you email me at hello at progress.com so I can send you a little gift. This recent review says, oh, and it's by cards." 2012. And that's K-A-R-D-S 2012. It says, I thought for sure I had already rated. Sorry, my computer's doing something weird. Okay. I thought for sure I had already rated and raved about this podcast, but I guess not. Monica is such a down to earth, encouraging podcaster, and she weaves together her experiences, our experiences, and the advice from professionals into a fantastic podcast for anyone trying to move forward to become the person they want to be. I look forward to her new episodes and love to hear her perspectives on life each week. Thank you so much, Cards22. I feel like you just summed up what I would love for the podcast to be. And so that gives me so much encouragement and thank you for doing that. If you haven't left a recent rating and review or ever, actually, I don't think you can leave it more than once, hop on iTunes or your podcast app if you have an iPhone and leave me a five-star rating and review there. And next month, I have some more exciting things coming for you that are related to the review. So I'm excited to share that. This was a month all about how progress is messy. We got to hear from so many fantastic people. And I also gave you some behind the scenes um, to my podcasting life just to share on my own life, how podcasting has been messy for me and how I have grown at the same time. Um, But first, I just like to kind of give my own takeaways. We first heard from Natalie Norton on how to get out of a funk. My goodness, wasn't that powerful. One of my favorite things, what she said there was you need to take care of your hygiene if you're in a funk and how that's often the first thing that goes missing. And it's the first thing we way we can show ourselves that we're worthy of growing out of it. Um, I talked about how to grow slow and how that's powerful because if you're growing slowly, it means you're growing. And when you don't allow yourself to grow slowly, then that means you don't grow. Um, we talked to Patrice Washington, what to do when the growing gets tough. She talked all about resistance and Patrice is an expert on resistance because of the own she's faced in her life, but also what she teaches on it. Lots of you wrote in saying that you loved her list exercise of writing on one side of the paper, about all your fears about something that you are feeling um, or trying to do and all the what ifs you feel about it. And on the other side, you share what is. So what really is the truth about that what if? Like what if I fail? And the what is about that is it's okay to fail or it won't be that bad. You know, it's, it's speaking to that. So Patrice was lovely and that episode really hit home with a lot of people. I talked about how I make money from podcasting, and I also share um, how I do it as a stay at home mom. And then, last, our last guest of the month was Rachel Nielsen of the Three and 30 Takeaways. For mom's podcast, and she talked about how she had a whole long list of personal habits this uh, earlier this year that she was trying to cultivate, and she failed all of them because it was too much and too too many things all at once. And so she learned for her to narrow in on two personal habits, which for her was walking each day and and working on her social media addiction. She called it her addiction to Instagram, is how I think she phrased it. And how really narrowing in and then buckling down on that is what made Her actually grow in those areas. And my favorite thing she said there is how the most, the person you need to have the most boundaries with is yourself, and how that definitely plays out into your personal habits. Those are kind of my personal takeaways from this month. I love learning from these guests and I love learning from you. So we're going to share that. But I also love on these episodes to give you an update on my latest round of do something. Um, This month, there have been lots of weird (laughs) um, ways that I have worked on my do something list. If you don't know what that is, it's do something that scares you. It's a whole list of things that you do to challenge yourself, to have more fun and creativity in your life. And you slowly pick away at them. And if you don't do a great job at it and you don't do it all perfectly, that is the point. Um, so what i worked on this month, I've worked on working on some of the courses that I bought, and I do have a long ways to go on that, but I worked on Becky Higgins course on, um, creating a yearbook for your family and that's not sponsored or anything, but I have been working on that as well as a new Instagram course I bought from the maze team. Um, again, not sponsored. Um, just bought those two and, um, have been using them. And then another thing I've been working on is reading more. So I'm almost done with Hamilton, which was over 35 hours long. So I'm almost done listening to that. I listened to Crazy Rich Asians in like two days because (laughs) I only had two days left on my Libby account. That's your public library app on your phone. And so I listened to that one really, really quick. Almost done with two other books. I'm looking at my nightstand right here. I'm reading Rachel Hollis's book, so that's some of the ways I've done it. Um, worked on my do something list. And another thing is I joined a painting class, which are where I did it one night. And you're going to hear more about that in my intro episode next week to June's theme. And my husband and I are now fi- uh, planning our first overnighter for the year. So that's how I've been working on my list. I update my do something list once a month and I have it um ready for you right now. So you can go to my website aboutprogress.com slash do something 2019. And you can see my list for this year and get some ideas and still them. It's okay. And, and work on yours. Okay. And one last thing I thought might be interesting for you is to give you a little life update. Um, my weird life update for May is that I got hearing aids and I don't, know if I've really talked about this on the show very much, but I've had hearing loss since I was a sm- like a baby and it's uh, gotten worse over the years. There have been several times where I came close to getting hearing aids and um, I was like on I'm kind of borderline for that growing up, but it's gotten pretty bad the past uh, few years. And so I finally went and got my hearing tested and they said, you really could benefit from these. It's not like life or death for you, but I think that would really help you a lot. The fittings, um, and now I've been wearing them for probably, I think I'm into my fourth week now. And I'll be honest with you guys, it's been an adjustment hasn't been easy to get used to these things. It's like having q-tips sticking out of your ears all day long. So I have found that I have adjusted pretty well to this, to the actual sound of it. You can hear your hair wrestling all day. And that annoyed me a lot at first. I've been better. I've learned how to manage it around my kids, like when to turn it up versus down. There's still some things that are gonna tweak on it so I can hear voices better because that's what I still am missing the most. Like I'll get more background noises higher, but not the voices, which I is what I need. Um, but the biggest thing that has been hard about it is just the irritation to my ear. So I'm getting used to it, but that's kind of a weird life update for you. And I think that about sums it up on my side of things. Now you get to hear from your fellow progressors, what they've learned this month, uh, what they have to teach us on how progress is messy. And I, again, I just wanna thank each of these people who submitted their voice memos, and I hope you will too. And you can do so by, or you can learn how to do so by going to my website, aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. And it's so easy, don't overthink it, just get on, record, you know, all the mistakes, all the mistakes. Are fine. You hear me make mistakes every single episode. Just do it and send it to us. We can't wait to hear from you. Okay, let's now turn to our notes from our fellow progressors.
2: Monica, hello. My name is Michaela Johnson, and I discovered your podcast about a month ago. My friend introduced me, and I just have to say, I have loved your podcast. I really feel like it's spoken to my soul. And I listened to the podcast from this week in your interview with Jennifer finlayson Fife, And something that really spoke to me was when she said that we need to use our gifts to make the world better. And along with this month's theme that you've had going of happiness and how to be happy and to find true joy, I was thinking about how throughout my life, I feel like comparison has been the thief of my joy so many times. Um, especially with the gifts that I feel like I've been given or tried to cultivate. Um, I really related to when you were talking about in in college, trying out for young ambassadors and how you didn't make it. And that was really frustrating and and confusing for you. And um, I had a similar experience. Um, I love to sing. And during my time in high school and in my undergrad I tried out for many many different audition choir groups and didn't get into a single one and I just felt like maybe that was a reflection of my voice and that I I didn't have anything to offer when it came to singing Um, but that that really wasn't the case and um, some time and life experiences helped me to see that I was lucky enough to be a missionary in Argentina for a while And um, while I was there, I was in lots of small church congregations and helping a lot of people in really impoverished circumstances. And I had a lot of occasion to sing to them the way things worked out. And it was amazing because so many of them were brought to tears when I would sing um, either myself or in a group about Jesus Christ. And they would weep and say, thank you so much for what you're singing. I really appreciate it. And I could tell that this gift that I had thought was um, was not worth it before because I couldn't make it into these choirs was then a blessing for these people and for me. And it got me to thinking about how different people throughout their life have blessed my life and made my life better because of their talents. Um, primarily my mom. I thought a lot about my mom. Uh, She is a wonderful cook, and what's kind of amazing about that is she didn't grow up in a home where there was a lot of home cooking done, if any, and when she grew up and started to have a family, she wanted to make sure that home-cooked meals was a part of our family experience and bonding, and she's really worked so hard to cultivate that talent. And I think about if she would have compared herself to different chefs or you know other women in our neighborhood even and her cooking talents compared to theirs how many amazing meals I would have missed out on if she had let that stop her and it doesn't have to be just kind of traditional I don't know women talents I think cooking is one that maybe many many women have and enjoy and that's not bad like I said it's totally blessed my life but I have another friend whose mom is a stand-up comedian and her mom's humor and sense of humor throughout her life has totally transformed her as her do- you know as the daughter and now this friend of mine has an amazing sense of humor too and is really quick on her feet and it really helps people around her feel comfortable so through her mom cultivating her gift of stand-up comedy she's then helped her daughter to cultivate a similar gift and really bless the lives of other people around her including me so I just wanted to share that really we don't have to compare ourselves um because that's never going to bring joy. Um, we need to celebrate how far we've come and how what we're using is blessing the lives of people around us. And, um, and also celebrate what other people are good at even if it's the, sim- the same talent that we have. Um, with that, so I've been learning how to quilt. A year ago right now, I couldn't even remember how to th- thread a sewing machine. And my friend's grandma started to teach me to quilt in a random circumstance last summer. And I've just totally taken with it and loved it. And I was kind of frustrated the other day because I'm making a quilt for my son. And the pattern just was not working and the colors were clashing. And I was really frustrated and thought, oh, so many other people are creating quilts that are so much prettier than mine. And then I had to stop myself and remember this lesson like, no, no. If I don't make this quilt for my son, I don't know who will. And this can be a treasure for him and for me in years to come. And this is an interest that I have and I can use it to bless other people. And I need to not discount that. So that's an aha moment that I've had as I've been listening to your podcast. So I wanted to thank you for sparking that and thank Jennifer finlayson Fife for her quote, using our gifts to make the world better. I really believe that that's true.
3: Monica, I had an epiphany after listening to your growth spurt episode today. At the end, you said, put yourself on your list. And when I was listening to that, I wasn't feeling super happy at the moment. And so I was like, hmm, maybe that's what I need to do to feel happy. I think I'm unhappy a lot, but maybe I just need to put myself on my list. But then I looked around at what I was doing at that moment and I was in the car by myself, listening to my favorite podcast in total peace and quiet Driving to do a hobby that I love with some fun people, and I realized I already am putting myself on my list. Why don't I feel happy? And then I realized that I had been stressed out because I was running late and I was worried about, um, you know, learning all the stuff that I need to do for this hobby sometimes not that moment, but some other times I stress out about thinking what's happening back back at home without me there. um, And so on and so forth. And so then I realized that even though I'm going through the motions of putting myself on my list, I still have to choose to enjoy putting myself on my list. So I told myself like that tonight I am going to just be present in the activity that I'm doing and, um, like just be focused and be there and not be worried about, you know, some problems I'm having with my daughter or, you know, any, or, you know, continue to be stressed about having arrived late or, you know, I'm just going to be in that moment and just enjoy the crap out of putting myself on my list. So, I didn't know if anyone else needed that reminder besides me. But you can't just put yourself on your list, you also have to enjoy it. Otherwise, it still won't contribute to your well being or life satisfaction. So, that's all. Hi, Monica.
1: My clip today is going to be a bit sad because that's how my life has been for a while. At the beginning of April, my brother died at the age of 38. It was really early, really young, really unexpected, really sudden. And it hurt really badly. Two weeks later, a dear friend for the past 10 years She's an older lady. My kids call her grandma. A lady who consistently supported me through the hard years of being a young mother. A mother of young children. She passed away. My heart was so tender, I just could take it. She passed away on Good Friday. And on Easter Sunday, I was just a blubbering mess, especially when I saw her family. And I was so sad because Easter is one of my very favorite holidays. The hope and joy that it's always brought me. It was really hard to, to process being so sad on a day that's usually so happy. And it was especially hard because during my brother's eulogy, um, my other brother brought up peeps, (laughs) a weird funny quirk that my brother had of holding up a peep and saying, cheap, cheap, then biting its head off. And so I had to buy peeps for my kids, but it was hard. It was hard. And through those hard weeks... I just stopped on my road of progress, or at least I thought I did. I couldn't listen to the podcast that had been so motivating for me, and I still haven't been able to catch up on all of them, and I felt guilty for that, but I also knew that I needed the pause, I needed the break, I needed to just give myself time to feel sad. I kept returning to the story of Lazarus and when he died, and how Jesus Christ, knowing that lazarus would would be a miracle that we'd all know about that he still took the time to weep. He wept with those who were so sad, and he was so sad himself, because saying goodbye is hard, it's really hard. And when we've loved someone, that sorrow goes deeper. And it's such a blessing to have that love. But it doesn't take away the pain. We also had friends come over on Easter. And... Mostly because we had too much food and they didn't have a plan. And so we invited them over. And as our kids were playing, my son found this huge piece of mica, the thin flaky rock. And it was amazing. It was like a two-inch diameter a flaky piece of mica. He was so proud of himself for finding it. So proud of himself for not breaking it. And so seeing his joy... I whipped out my phone, wiped off the lens, found some good light, and took a picture of him with it. He was so proud and so happy. And my friend, who'd been listening to me blubber on, she commented on how I always document the small things, and she wishes she were better at that. And I realized that documenting the small things is part of what I do to move on when life is hard. A couple weeks later, I heard Natalie Norton's story for the first time. And it was before your podcast, but not too long before. It was amazing that it jumped into my life right when I needed it. And it really helped me realize that I could move on from this grief and from this fog. Or this funk, as you guys called it. Um, And that it wasn't a disservice to those I was sad about missing. And that I could still be sad while I was moving on and that I could do it in a slow pace as I needed and I, I also found a free photography workshop that I just signed up for on a whim because it was free and I thought maybe this is what I need because I'm good at documenting the small things but I'm not always good at pulling it all together and remembering about it or printing it so that I can see it and I decided, I discovered through that that I needed to find peace with where I was because I wasn't at peace yet. There were still regrets. There was still such utter sadness and sorrow. And I knew that I could be sad and I could be at peace at the same time, but I was having trouble with the guilt and with the regrets. So I. Jumped back to one of my old coping mechanisms. Watch a sad movie that makes me cry. And then journal while I've already got my emotions at the top. And the movie I chose was Inside Out so I could watch it with my kids. And in watching that movie, I, just, I realized that I just needed to give sadness its place. I needed a lot to allow that deep sorrow to bring hope and joy as they show in that movie. It's through our sadness that we gain greater connections, that we can gain greater love. It's through sadness and growing together and making mistakes that that we grow together. And growing together is a bond that's so much greater than we could have imagined. And I know that that connection that I've gained, it goes beyond the veil too, to those that are gone that connection isn't just a physical connection it's a spiritual and emotional connection too and as great as our sorrow of loss is before my brother was dying before we realized he was like before we could have even known he was dead he'd had a stroke and he was recovering really well But every once in a while, he would wake up and say suddenly to my mom that he was really late. He was late for the family party. He needed to go. He needed to go to the family party. And at his funeral, we realized he wasn't there for that party, but that there was a party that was waiting for him. A party that greeted him with welcome arms, with all the love that he needed, with all the understanding That he needed. It's been a hard couple months. I still have a lot to progress. In order to process. And I still have a lot of sadness to feel. But as I journaled and cried. After watching that movie. I realized I could also progress. And that I could use the sadness to help. Draw a greater connection. Greater connection to my brother. Greater connection to my family. Greater connection to myself and to my Savior. And that all of those bring joy. That every time I forgot. That I could still take the time to stop and see the beauty around me. See the blessings around me. And document it take that time to acknowledge that while things are sad and hard there is still beauty, there are still blessings there is still joy and it's okay for both of those things to exist in the same place it's okay to be sad and joyful it's okay to be sad and hopeful those are okay thank you
4: Hey Monica, I just wanted to send this voice memo as soon as I started to notice certain things stick out to me. And something that has been sticking out to me is putting my phone down. I've heard it from multiple guests now and I always kind of chuckled and thought I'll do that later. But I've decided that I was going to start with super small changes. Leaving my phone in my bedroom while I get ready and... It's completely changed my relationship with my phone. It's going to be something I have to constantly work on but I'm willing to be messy and make mistakes and fail but I'm hoping that the progress will come over time and I know it will and I just wanted to remind people out there that it's okay to make small changes you don't have to cut four hours off your time usage a day. You can start with setting your phone down for 10 minutes at a time and I hope that everyone has a wonderful week and I hope that they are able to make progress towards the things they want to see ya hi
5: Monica I've hesitated to share my thoughts on your stories dear progressor, episode my thoughts are heavy and it makes me uncomfortable to share them but I'm going to be brave You mentioned that those who have had significant trauma in their lives can't just step over stories they've told themselves. And I agree, but I also think that it's essential to change your stories if you've had significant trauma. My childhood home was traumatic. I lived with trauma for 18 years. As a child, I told myself stories to help me survive that daily trauma. It was easier to tell myself That I was deserving of the abuse from my parent, And to tell myself that my parent, who was supposed to love and protect me, was unsafe and was hurting me. So I told myself this story that I was worthless. This story no longer served me when I left this environment. Whenever I tried to love or engage in a meaningful way with the world, I would draw away, telling myself the same childhood story that I was worthless. Since then, I've married and had a few children of my own. I saw the story I was telling myself that helped me survive my childhood was nearly leading me to my own destruction. So I've been working hard with a therapist to see the fault in my story and to change it to a story of hope. Now, when I'm feeling triggered, I tell myself that I was an innocent child of worth, that my parent was very mentally ill and hurt me deeply. Now I'm an adult with worth and ability that can give myself, that child within me, the validation and love that she needs. I would say to those who have also had trauma, to fight to change those destructive stories within you. Get someone to help you. Spend all the time and energy you need to conquer the abuser within you.